Thinking about them licks I hit, I had to. Wow. Thinking about the viewers here, I had you. <laughs> Savage. Don't roll it up, my nigga. Roll up, jump out the car, squeeze the trigger. Don't roll Welcome it up. Welcome to you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know the fuck they never found me, man. I can hear the perkins coming. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the Zanis color. I can hear them perks color. I can hear the words color. I can hear the streets color. I can hear the streets color. <laughs> Thinking about the licks I hit, I had to. Thinking about the viewers that I had you. Thinking about that cash like it's fast food. I'm thinking about this cash like it's fast food. Wow. I'm paying all my tithes, receiving bad news. Lord, forgive me for my sins, I know this cash rule. Everything around me turned to fast food. Standing in the cold, ain't got no blanket. These hoes always getting exposed, ain't got home training. And when I push up in their rows, and I'm still drinking. Went from standing over stoves to the tour bus. Stayed down 10 toes, board the G5. So much yellow gold on me like a beehive. Started rocking by minds like they Levi's. Overtime, the booth is like a gold mine. I served in Alabama like road tide. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the purpose color. I can hear the purple color. I can hear the Zanis color. I can hear them purpose color. Yes, sir. I was popping with y'all, man. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the thin line between genius and sandy pocket hosted by yours truly oh gee now spin the block man i am the flyest highest coolest smoothest motherfucking host of them all oh gee hash man this is episode 117 on the ground the 200 the thin line between genius and sandy podcast bro i ain't gonna lie to you in fact we just did episode 100 <laughs> Time is going by, man. We're cracking these motherfucking episodes out, man. I'm the new No Limit of this motherfucker, man. Let's keep this shit going, man. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, enjoy the conversation. I truly appreciate all love and support, man. Let's keep this empire brick by motherfucking me brick. Both of you all are looking good, feeling good, staying motherfucking me safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on in the trenches, man. I tell you each and every motherfucking episode. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we start the podcast over future, man. We heard a perky's calling. It's a reason. <laughs> It's a motherfucking me reason, man. This nigga Young Thug is going through it. <laughs> I know a motherfucking me withdrawals when I see it. Niggas do anything and everything to get out of motherfucking me withdrawals, man. So we're going to tap into that, of course. Um, it's a few things I want to talk about on the docket, man. Uh, before I do so, you know, as I said, episode 117, Thin Line Between Genius and Sandy Podcast, also by your boy, your boy OG. Um, you know, it was something on my mind before I, before I uh, you know, press record. And <laughs> you know, I, I just dropped up an interview, you know what I'm saying, for uh, a magazine feature I'm finna be in that's finna be going live within the next couple of weeks here. Once again, shout out to, uh, to Voyage Mag Voyage Phoenix for that. I mean, shout out to all the friends of the show for making things like this possible. Um, you know, one of the questions 
from the magazine was uh, from the interview, I should say, was um, has it been has it been a smooth road? Has things been rocky? Or has it been a smooth road? And fuck no, has it been smooth? <laughs> like I, I don't want to go too much into it, you know, go into all the questions and things like that because I want people to actually, you know, get the magazine, read the magazine, and be happy to see your boy in some shit. Um, but I want to talk about the smooth road before I get into docking of the podcast because it's not a smooth road when you do this shit. Most like everything that you do in life, when you start a new venture, there's going to be some ups and downs. And a lot of times the downs come before the ups. Um, with this podcast shit, people have to understand, but this is a new industry. This is much this is much more like music than people think it is. Um, and it's even worse because it's a newer industry. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a large time when you do this podcast shit to where you're not going to receive a profit. And I think people need to understand, as of right now, I'm not seeing a profit from this shit. But I'm not into this shit for the money. I'm not into this shit for, you know what I'm saying, the glitz and glamour of this shit. This shit is a self, uh, a self-medication for me, for my trauma and my bullshit. And also it's for me to reach people that think like me and act like me so we can unify and, and start to feel better about ourselves to make it, make it a better world for everybody all together. So people, a lot of people don't last in this podcast shit because they think they're going to put out an episode. They think because they got a large following on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or whatever, that that's going to translate over into this shit. And a lot of times it do. You got the people like the Joe Buttons, the Joe Rogans, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the Young Miamis, the, all the celebrities who have a group of people following them off rip, they're going to translate over. But for regular Joe Schmo motherfuckers like ourselves, bro, it's not as easy as, as, it, as they make it seem. You got to actually want to grind for this shit and make this shit work out to push it forward. I had my girl, um, um, which one was it, bro? I can't even think about it. I had one of the friends of the show. Uh, I can't think, I'm sorry if I can't think of the name right now. My mind all over the place. I had so many people come on phase one that was pointless as fuck. So I, I, I lumped everybody together type shit. But I had people come on here that was content creators. And they told me, we all talked about this. Like, you really got to want to do this shit. A lot of people don't make it past five episodes. We had 117. We're at 117. A lot of people don't make it to five episodes because they understand early on that this shit is a lot more difficult than people make it seem to be. Like, yeah, you would think it's just recording. The recording part is easy. I can come here and knock this shit out and get ready for the Mummy Chiefs game that's going to come on later. You know what I'm saying? The recording part is easy. Getting on the mic and talking, that's the easy part. It's the shit that goes on behind the scenes that can depress you, that can make you want to quit, that can make you want to give up, and make you want to say, I'll get to it later type shit. So when it comes to this being a smooth road, fuck no. You're going to come across a lot of people that don't support you, all types of shit like that. You know, I bring it up because I have somebody reaching out to me right now. And I'm not going to say their name on the podcast because, quite frankly, I don't even know if they fuck with the podcast or not. Everybody know I've been doing this podcast shit, man. I've been telling you, I a lot of motherfuckers that, that I know personally uh, that I really expected them to fuck with me a little bit or at least, you know, share my shit, something like that. And that wasn't happening. So now we fast forward to 2023, and I told you, I take a lot of this shit personal. And now I have people reaching out to me that, I, that I've never reached out to them before in their life about this podcast shit. Niggas ain't never liked, comment, dropped a laughing emoji, you know what I'm saying, hearted my shit, shared my shit, none of that shit on, on none of these platforms that they follow me on. But when they want to create a podcast, they want to ask me for help, ask me for guidance, ask them, ask me if, if they shit sounding all right. I don't know. I ain't listening to that bullshit, nigga. I ain't listen to that shit. And even if you wasn't the motherfucker who was shitting on me in the, uh, throughout phase one, it don't matter. You finna catch these motherfuckers these straight bullets. Because it, it, it blinds, it, it, it shocks me that motherfuckers have the audacity to never even fuck with your shit. 
to never even act like they fuck with your shit, to never even share your shit, to like a comment, you know what I'm saying? Hee hee ha ha, some or some jokes. Niggas ain't never did none of that shit. But niggas got the balls to hit me up and send me messages of the episodes asking me to check their shit out. Come on, man, you can suck my dick bone drop, my boy. That shit not happening. I'm be honest with you, it's not happening. Because if you really listen to the, if you listen to my podcast, I've been giving you advice for the last 117 episodes. The advice is the same. It don't matter who listens to your shit. It don't matter if motherfuckers think you good or not. Nigga, keep going. And if you came to, if you came uh, uh, decipher that message from what the fuck I'm saying, then I ain't the nigga you should be asking advice from. Because I've been telling you what the fuck to do. I've been telling you, even when motherfuckers not supporting me, I've been telling y'all niggas what the fuck to do. But y'all niggas want to come to me after y'all niggas publicly not supporting me and want me to give you advice on the game and how to get to where the fuck I'm going. I don't know how the fuck I got here. Nigga, don't ask me shit. You better get off your ass and go do some shit. Don't look for me for no fucking help. I'm not helping none of you niggas no more. Niggas shit on me all phase one. I took that shit personal. So fuck y'all niggas, man. You want to make a podcast? Go make a podcast, nigga. What you got going over there ain't got shit to do with none of my friends of the show. We're going to keep building this empire brick by motherfucking me brick. And I ain't helping none of you niggas no more, man. It's a dog-eat-dog world, this motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you look like. Black, white, Asian, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit. If you wasn't fucking with me, I ain't fucking with you. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get to the motherfucking docket. <laughs> Gave these niggas too much of my motherfucking time, man. Real talk. Um. You know, I want to get into, you know, the reason why I start the podcast off with the, I can hear the perks call. I can hear the streets call. <laughs> the reason why I start that shit with that future, man, because I want to get into this whole Young Thug situation. This Young Thug shit is kind of crazy, bro. If you don't know, um, Young Thug was in court recently. Uh, one of his co-defendants, uh, they was caught on camera in court in front of the judge, the prosecutor, the defense. This was this was um, jury selection, so they picking the juries. And the jurors are seeing these niggas do a fucking drug deal to the point to where one of the co-defendants literally shook Young Thug's hand and had this nigga a purpose it. Now, <laughs> I tell niggas all the time, man. I laugh at the dumb shit. This is probably the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't give a fuck what you're in jail for. Say you in jail for a traffic ticket. Say you, I mean, say you in court for a traffic ticket. Say you and that motherfucker for unpaid parking tickets. The moment you literally have drugs in your possession inside of a courtroom, you fucked up. There's, there's, there's nothing else to talk about. At that point in time, I'm questioning whether or not this nigga graduated high school. Because that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Now we translate this over to Young Thug, a nigga who's being accused of, who's being charged with Rico. This nigga's being charged with, you know, his gang selling drugs. This nigga's being charged with. He's been found with all these this this uh this lean. He's been found with all these drugs and guns and all this shit on him. And y'all in jury selection. Y'all in fucking jury selection. So y'all picking the motherfuckers who gonna determine whether or not you guilty or innocent. And these motherfucking people just sat here and witnessed your dumb ass. Your fucking dumb ass. Do a drug deal. Now, of course, niggas out there listen to the show. We don't look at it as a drug deal. He didn't buy the fucking Percocet. This nigga giving him perk. Y'all know how I feel about pills. You pop pills, you a fucking crackhead. You a fucking basehead to me. If you popping pills, you're a basehead. This is coming from a nigga who was selling Adderall to the white kids in college. I looked at them like they was fucking crazy. But I need to eat. 
I needed to fucking eat. Wow. <laughs> but do you think I looked at him as normal motherfuckers? No, I looked at him as future fucking base heads. And at the time, I didn't even know the whole Adderall shit was crazy. This was back in 2013, 2014. So to, it, it, the conversation around Adderall isn't what it what it is now, isn't what it was back in 2013 and 14. So I was doing some shit. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. But to see that this is what motherfuckers is doing, niggas is so deep in the motherfucking game to where they in court, they in jail and prison for RICO charges. And in the middle of motherfuckers selecting the jury, you're going to have a nigga pass you a perk 30? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for you to turn around and ask them same 12 people to find you innocent. That's a fucking lie. If you have the balls to do a drug deal in a courtroom in front of the judge, in front of the prosecution, in front of the cameras, in front of the jury, why wouldn't they expect you to do some other this, this other wild shit you're being accused of? Because it don't make sense for you to do what the fuck you just did. <laughs> so what the fuck can you imagine what you're doing when you think ain't nobody watching you? Drugs, that, that, that withdrawal shit is a lot, bro. And these niggas be popping these pills and sipping this lean and doing all these hard drugs thinking this shit is okay. No. Because it leads you to do dumb shit like this. I'm not even going to blame this on Young Thug being stupid. Do I think Young Thug's a smart motherfucker? I never have. I never looked at Young Thug and thought that nigga was intelligent. You know how niggas always, that's the first thing they said but after they talk to a nigga? He's a, he's a smart guy. I've never looked at Young Thug and thought that nigga was smart. I don't even think the nigga's a musical genius like everybody else do. But I digress. I'm going to blame this shit on straight withdrawal. I'm going to blame this shit on the nigga popping perks for the last 10 years, probably. Sipping lean, smoking every motherfucking meat blunt he could in his life. And now he's asking now on some cold turkey shit. And he ain't that motherfucker fiending for some perks. I'm going to tell him put it on that. Because ain't no nigga that's, 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 that's thinking rationally, that's not going through withdrawal, that's not thinking about the streets, that's not thinking about that money like it's fast food. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the future. He thinks it's like it's fast food. A nigga who ain't thinking like that is not gonna be getting handed no fucking perks in court, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And when you think when you, when I see this, bro, and I see you know so all the evidence that they got that they released that they got against Young Thug, and it's the same nigga that want to take this shit to trial. I'm not surprised no more because all this shit that they got about Young Thug, pretty much all his evidence is his lyrics, is his is his cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Is this nigga uh, talking gang shit to niggas while they in prison on prison phones? Like a lot of this shit that they got evidence on, it's not even like no hard. This is like shit that's just cut and dry, straight from a horse's mouth type shit. It was a shootout in a car, Young Thug rented. Like a lot of the evidence is like right there. It's like rice is so fucking easy, copy and paste type shit. And then when you see him do this this drug deal in court, it's like, come on, man. You 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 wasting people's time. You finna waste people taxes paying dollars. You finna waste your money paying these fucking lawyers. You finna waste everybody motherfucking time, man. Don't take that fucking plea deal. Whatever they said this nigga did, he did that shit, man, at this point. <laughs> Whatever they said young thug did, man, he did that shit. Any nigga that do a fucking uh, a drug deal. In court, in front of everybody, come on, man, he did that shit, bro. <laughs> he did that shit, man. That nigga heard them perkies calling, man. To even think you was gonna get away with some shit like that, yeah. Oh man, 
That's, but that's your favorite rapper, though. That slime shit, huh? Come on, man. <laughs> he gonna be a slimy-ass nigga in prison for dinner the rest of his life, man. Real talk. Uh, moving on, man. That nigga's cooked. I want to get into this whole no-jumper shit. You know, I'm not a no-jumper supporter. I don't listen to no-jumper. I don't have a problem with no-jumper. I just don't listen to other people's podcasts. That ties into why niggas ask me to listen to their shit. I don't listen to nobody else's podcast, bro. I used to. I used to be a real podcast advocate, bro. I used to listen to everybody's shit, all that. But the moment I decide to get on this microphone, I have to stop doing that shit. Because I don't. I never want anybody's words to come out of my mouth. And that happens when you listen to people's shit. Even if you just, y'all, y'all think of like, like, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast, the Charlamagne the God podcast, um, and a few other shit. And I used to, th- I, I, I used to listen to them niggas because I used to think like that. So a lot of shit I would say, I would hear on their podcast, or a lot of things they said I had already said on my podcast. So I had to stop doing that shit because I never wanted to be, you know, misconstrued that I was either biting from them niggas or I felt them niggas biting from me and I knew they fucking wasn't. So I don't listen to nobody's shit. So I don't look at, at No Jumper shit. I didn't even know it was this much shit going on at No Jumper. I thought No Jumper was just Adam 22 having his one little, you know what I'm saying, interview with the hip-hop artist type shit. But apparently it's a lot more going on. And the thing that got everybody talking to right now at No Jumper is, um, uh, what's the dude named House Phone? Adam 22 exposed House Phone fucking transgender. Now, how Adam 22 got his own little side shit going on. Um, he had a transgender on the fucking pocket. Something I've been wanting to do since day fucking one, but I can't get a fucking transgender to have the balls to come up. Can I say that? <laughs> I can't find a transgender to have the balls to come on here. Wow. Yeah, they ain't gonna like that one. <laughs> they ain't gonna like that one, but fuck it. I can't find a transgender to come on here. I was in talks with, with a few of them, but that shit kind of died down. Um, as you know, shit went by. Motherfuckers got busy. They started popping and shit like that. You know how the game go. But Adam Twenty Two had a transgender on there, and with that transgender came on there, um, she pretty much exposed the fact that she had some sexual encounters with the nigga House Phone. The House Phone's a nigga that apparently has been really building up the no the no jumper brand. I listened to Academics live stream. We had House Phone on there, um, and apparently House Phone is one of them niggas. Like, yeah, Adam Twenty Two is the face of this shit. But no, House Phone is one of the niggas who've really been grinding, you know what I'm saying, to build that platform to what the fuck it is. Um, and it's wild to think that we still in the, in the age where exposing people is a thing. Uh, and I'm going to get into that, but I do want to play the clip because I do believe I have the audio from House Phone responding to this. But it is wild that we're still in a, in a day of time where we're exposing people uh, what they into sexually is a thing. When you think we all grown as a motherfucker. Like, this is high school, I would get it. But we all grown as a motherfucker. You would think that'd be kind of crazy that we still into that. But it's also wild as fuck to think that a nigga you can consider your friend, a nigga you can consider, you know what I'm saying, a co-worker even if this relationship ain't that strong. Even if it's just a co-worker, somebody you building a platform with, making this money with, will expose you for content is fucking crazy and it's, and it's a lot I want to get into but I want to put this clip from House Phone so you guys can hear exactly how he feels about this situation my nigga it's 2023 bro no matter what motherfuckers decide to do with their lives which is nothing wrong with by the way I feel like my nigga being like outed or exposed or whatever the fuck by 
like my home team by people that I work with that I see every week, bro. I I I'm really like that shit's been bothering me, bro. I'm really not gonna lie to you. And um yeah, bro, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I'm not gonna sit here and say, but I'm also not gonna sit here and like claim like everything. But just know I ain't never touched a dick. I ain't never sucked no dick. I ain't never got fucked in the ass. And I'll leave it there. All right. Just know niggas got a little experimental at one point in life. Oh, I'ma be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. Niggas got, a, honest. niggas got a little freaky deaky in life before. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. But I'm be honest with you. <laughs> I don't be fucking around. That's, that's that's some wild shit. That's a lot to hear from my nigga. But <laughs> but that's how House Phone spoke about. As you can see, that he, he's not denying that some shit went down with this transgender. Uh, apparently, from what I got from what he's saying, not from just that clip, but from the academics live stream, <clears throat> he said that he basically got some head. You know what I'm saying from the transgender. Now I'm not finna come on here and. Uh, you know, go in on a nigga for liking get head or get some head from a transgender. I've never done it. I'm not into it. I'm not looking for it. But I understand we're in 2023, bro. Niggas is out here getting head from whoever the fuck they getting head from. I told you nowadays, niggas don't even know what the fuck they really fucking with nowadays. It's so much shit going on. I live out here in Phoenix, bro. I mean, when we first moved out here to Phoenix and we looked up um, on the internet, just about like the transgender shit. I think my auntie looked it up or some shit, and they was like, Phoenix was either like number one or number two in the nation for like the for the hub of transgenders and shit like that. And I understand when you come out here, you see it type shit. You see it. So I'm not gonna come on here and, and ridicule a nigga for liking who the fuck he like. But what I am gonna come on here and do is that at a certain point in time, you gotta be a man. At a certain point in time, I, you have to be a man who demands respect from other motherfucking men. Because the only reason why somebody will be able to do this to you, household, is if they truly did give a fuck about you. Now, I'm not saying that you and this nigga Adam 22 gotta be the best of friends because y'all work with each other, y'all got this platform or something like that, but you think one of my homeboys, a nigga who I even think is my friend, even if it's not reciprocated, if I think a nigga is my friend, you think he's gonna do some shit like that for content? And the reason why I really have a, a, a certain point of view from me because I make content. Now, I'm never finna start trying to compare my content to, to their content because obviously they bring it in the views and things of that nature. But I understand how the process goes. And quite honestly, I probably understand a little bit more than Adam 22 does because I can guarantee you Adam 22 isn't the nigga that's sitting down, recording, editing, you know what I'm saying, chopping shit up, putting shit together, putting the episode out and watching the numbers. He's, he's so far removed from that shit He's probably doing that shit day one, year one, year two. He's not doing that shit no more. He's making executive decisions on what should be cleared and what shouldn't be clear type shit. So even if he's not doing all the the the, the, uh, the groundwork type shit, he he has all untimely to to. Did I use that word right? Untimely. Fuck it, we gonna ride with it. <laughs> we gonna ride with it. He has the final say so of what should be cleared and what should be what shouldn't be clear. Now, I'm not saying that the conversation shouldn't have took place with him and the transgender. Even if he didn't know the transgender woman was going to come on there and, you know, try to expose his homeboy. Even if that shit took place, that should have never been released. That should have never been released. Because as, certain, as I told you all phase one, what do you want to be known for? 
What do you want to be remembered as? Because your legacy is only what people remember you by. And right now, motherfuckers looking at Allen 22 like a piece of shit friend. It ain't about the business no more. It's about like, damn, you'll do that to your homeboy for some content? For some views? It ain't like you a nigga that's hurting. It ain't like no jumper ain't one of the, the top platforms in hip-hop commentary. So you expose your homeboy fucking with a transgender for what? For your side show to pop off? That's what you would do it for? Like, it, it's a lot that goes into it. I'm not going to go into the, in deep as, um, as academics did because obviously academics and no jumper, I'm 22, that whole situation is a little bit itchy, uh, iffy anyway. They have beef. They don't have beef. They squash the beef. It is what it is type shit. That's how they put it out there. But when I see academics going as hard as he is, I understand it from a, a content level. Like he's trying to, you know what I'm saying, throw as many straight bullets over there as he can while it's all, you know what I'm saying, fair and, and love and war. So I don't feel as passionate because I didn't even know who this house phone nigga was. But I'll tell you, every, anytime I've ever come on this platform and I talk about people getting exposed, what's a nigga named Isaiah Rashad? I talked about Isaiah Rashad video opinion. He was sucking dick. He was sucking dick, dick. Like, dude was sucking dick. Like, he wasn't no rumors. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't him just hugged up with a nigga. He was actually, like, eating dick. And I tell you, even then, like, bro, it's not cool that people are getting exposed. It's not cool that people are having this being held over their head in some type of malicious way. It's, it's just not cool. I didn't think this shit was cool when I was younger. I didn't think this shit was cool when I was in my teen years. I don't think this shit is cool when I'm a fucking adult finna be 30 in, in a year and a half type shit. I don't think the shit is cool. But that's the life we live. That's the world we live in now. It's fucked up that a nigga you consider your friend would do this to you. Um, it's fucked up that this is your boss who did this to you. Um, but at a certain point in time, all that shit means nothing. That job, that show, that podcast, none of that shit means nothing. At this particular time, my nigga house phone, you got a name for yourself. Obviously, I didn't know who you was, but apparently everybody else did. You got a name for yourself. Man, I would say fuck that no jumper shit and go do my own thing. Because I'll be dealing if I'm finna show up to work and work with motherfuckers who expose me for content. There's no way in hell, even House Phone said, there's no way in hell he ever would have talked about this. He never would have talked about him having a fucking uh, a, a fucking sexual experience with a transgender. For fucking what? That's not even a good episode. That's not even good content, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm never going to bring somebody on my show to talk about them having some sex with somebody. I'm just not. That's not my thing. Now, if you tell me that, if I bring it, if I meet a shorty and she fucking sucked Barack Obama dick, you best believe. <laughs> Come on, show, bitch. How was that dick? Tell me about it. <laughs> was it presidential? <laughs> was it what we thought? Was it 50 states worth of dick? Tell me, bitch. <laughs> but besides that, I don't give a fuck about who these niggas is fucking. I'm not into it. I'm just not. But it's good I don't work with co-workers type shit, I guess, right? <laughs> It's really motherfucking good. Um, but moving on, man. That's, just, that's some wild shit to see that take place. That's the shit that got everybody talking, man, these last couple of days. Um, it's just wild to think that niggas is getting exposed by their friends, their bosses, niggas they making money with. To, to For what type shit, right? But 
even if it wasn't malicious and on pur- and on purpose, man, some some accidents and mistakes just be too. They just be too much to overcome. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's something you can overcome. I don't. I could never overcome that for niggas trying to expose me, no matter what the fuck it is, because the trust the trust isn't there. I can't be myself around you, nigga, because you're going to try to expose me. And even if it's some shit that I didn't even tell you personally, you still found out about it. You didn't come to me directly. You went on your podcast about it. I could never trust you again. I could never work with you. The, the relationship would never be the same type shit. It just, it just wouldn't work. But listen to House Phone talk about this shit. He clearly is a different type of nigga. Like, he clearly is a different type of nigga. Like, he's... He's far more uh, susceptible to accepting um, bullshit from people, from what I get from dude. So at this point, it just is. It just couldn't be me. He's a better man than me. To think that this shit can happen on a Monday and niggas ain't got their ass whooped by Tuesday, you're a bigger man than me, real motherfucking talk. Um, But moving on, man. You know, I want to get into something that I never, I didn't know about. You know, we all seen we all seen uh, Tiger King, right? When it came on Netflix, Tiger King. I seen what, part one and two, if I'm not mistaken. But we all know Tiger King one when the shit first went viral. Um, and we know one of the people from that, you know, that show is Carol Baskets. And everybody thought Carol Baskets was was just weird as fuck. Like that whole big cat shit. That we all think people who love cats is fucking crazy. When you see her and how she was with like tigers and shit, it was just times a thousand. Like we just thought she was batshit crazy. And we all knew about the story about her husband um disappearing. It was everybody thought she fit the nigga to the tigers. Everybody thought she killed the nigga, put him in a meat grinder type shit. Like everybody thought she killed this man. Um and I came across this 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 article. That nigga was found alive, bro. Like I mean, I put it up on my phone because I wanted to read it. Um and it turns, it comes, it, 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 uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. It comes out that this nigga was found alive a year ago. Like, a, they found this nigga a year ago in what, Costa Rica? Yeah, they found this nigga in Costa Rica, bro. They le- He was declared legally dead in 2002, and he was missing. They couldn't find his body, none of that shit, but they declared him dead in 2002, and he was found alive and well in Costa Rica. <laughs> He was found alive and well in Costa fucking Rica. Now, they say he was found a year ago, but the story is just now going viral. Now, it is important for me to say because I do have a podcast and I do have a platform that does span globally type shit. It is important for me to say that the claim is unverified. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office stated that the missing person case remained open. DHS has neither confirmed nor denied the claim. So I want to make sure I say that that legally and, and technically he's still missing. But motherfuckers are saying they found this nigga in Costa Rica just chilling type shit. And I really wanted to bring it up on the podcast for two reasons. One, because it leads into sometimes the the the, the, um, the lies and the allegations are so heavy that the truth held, can't hold weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we believe that this woman did something to this man. And we ran with it. We didn't give a fuck about the truth. It's the same thing that happened with Mystical. Um, didn't he get locked up again? God, should I use him as an example? Fuck it. I'm losing an example. I think he just got locked up again for another fucking rape case. But this was like a year or two ago when Mystical had got accused of being a, a, a rape of somebody. And he got locked up. 
We all knew Mitch Way went to prison for the for rape the first time. So when he got locked up again, niggas automatically just damn nigga again type shit. But months went by and the truth came out that that was just lies or false accusation. But that story never picked up any steam. Niggas just looked at Miss Quiz being a motherfucker me serial rapist type shit. And it's the same thing with women. This woman was accused of killing her husband when it was never fucking true. This nigga's in Costa Rica living his life. And the second reason why I want to bring it up is because sometimes, but when you fucking with somebody who's just so crazy, sometimes you gotta do anything that you can to get away from that person. Anything you, if you gotta fake your death, you gotta move on, you gotta, you know what I'm saying, move states. Sometimes you have to do any and everything to get away from somebody you deem dangerous to you, physically or mentally or emotionally. And it's gonna tie into my situation when I wrap the podcast up because I do have to talk about Blueface. Yeah, that motherfucking get. I know I promised I wasn't gonna talk about this nigga, but right before I recorded, I found out some more information. God damn. <laughs> but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get away from somebody. Now I'm not saying it should be the extremes of faking your death, but sometimes you really gotta do what the fuck you gotta do to get away from somebody, bro. And to think that this nigga is in Costa Rica chilling, <laughs> probably fucking some hot thing out there. You know what I'm saying? Probably fucking something in hot Costa Rican. You know what I'm saying? Out there living this fucking life, be like, be like loca. Why this fucking crazy ex-wife of mine is on fucking Netflix getting exposed for being a crazy back, uh, uh, bad shit crazy bitch. That nigga was living life. But that's the truth. <laughs> the nigga was in Costa motherfucking Rica. <laughs> Real talk. Um, but moving on, man. You know, I want to get into something on this podcast. Um, you know, I, I tell y'all all the time, this is this is a, it's an audio journal for me. I like to come on this podcast and talk about a lot of things that um, I think about, but I never really verbalize because I, I just don't want something I'm complaining. And I hate complaining to myself type shit. I talk to myself literally all day, every day. Yes, I'm crazy. I know that. But I hate complaining to myself. Like, if there's some shit that I'm going to complain about or some shit that's going to be on some, some self-critique and shit, I try not to say it verbally. Um, because I don't want to go any deeper than that and just regular thoughts. Um, so I like to come on the podcast and actually voice the shit so I can say it and move on um, instead of me internalizing it to myself and that'd be something I overthink about and things of that nature. Um, but I want to get into something that that came across my mind that is very interesting. You know, I had this woman, and I'm not going to say her name because um, at the end of the day, the situation never progressed to anything that was super serious. Um, not even close to being serious, but it had potential to being serious. Um, it was this woman, very beautiful, very fucking beautiful. Uh, I'm talking about like super fucking beautiful. Uh, and everybody knows I'm out here in Phoenix, but I'm in Avondale, Arizona, Avondale to Glendale area, literally five minutes away from the fucking stadium where the Cardinals play. I'm out here. And this sad woman at the time living in St. Louis, Missouri. Everybody knows I'm from St. Louis, from Cali, but raised in St. Louis. Love St. Louis to death. Ain't been back to St. Louis since, what, 2013? But I love St. Louis to death. And I tell you all the time, man, I love a St. Louis woman. And really, that's just a Midwestern woman. That's just a, it's just a certain attitude, a certain swag. It's a certain, you know what I'm saying, the way they carry themselves that I just truly miss. Out here on the West Coast, it's totally motherfucking different. Um but this said woman was very, very fucking beautiful. I'm talking very beautiful. Uh, her personality was amazing. 
We fit like a glove type shit. Wasn't no OJ situation going on. The glove were fitted. <laughs> the glove were fitted, nigga, so we was acquitted. <laughs> um, but this woman was so beautiful. And I really, really, really felt that she could have been one of those ones type shit. But I couldn't really put myself to do it because I live so far away. Now, in dealing with this woman, you know, we got to a point to where she wanted to, you know what I'm saying, establish some type of long-distance relationship. As I got on the screen, man, long-distance relationships expose a lot. At that time, I didn't think that I was ever really insecure. I didn't think I really had anything to worry about. I had never been exposed to anything in my life that will make me second-guess anything. But having a long-distance relationship, you have to truly trust that person. And like I said, to me, this woman was so fucking beautiful to me. Like, if we was face-to-face, I probably would still be insecure. But her being so many miles away, I could not, in my mind, be comfortable or justify the fact of getting into a long-distance relationship because I knew she was popping. Because I knew me personally, I know what I need. I need motherfuckers to, I need a motherfucker on my dick. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be on, I'll I, I be on, so I, need a, I need a woman that's gonna be on my dick heavy. And I can't get that from somebody that's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. And I say on my dick, I ain't saying you gotta gas or yup or nothing like that. But damn, I need to be able to wanna come home to your type shit to where my motherfucking attitude can change at a snap of a finger type shit. If I'm having a bad day, I need you to, be, to make sure that shit perfect. That you get that shit out the way. I can't do that with somebody that's that that's thousands of miles away. If I think you're a beautiful woman, I can't honestly sit here and be like, it ain't niggas out there you fucking with. I don't see you. I don't know you. That's my insecurities. I'm okay with admitting that I have insecurities about that. Now, if this was somebody who's in my same city, somebody I'm having a, a normal relationship with, then those things wouldn't even exist. Because We've, we're establishing a true foundation. We're establishing the physical contact. We're establishing, you know, I'm saying the walks in the park, the dates, the all that shit. If you just want me to hear hold all this shit together off a, a phone call, you're fucking crazy. And if you do want to do this over a phone call, then you have to accept that. Yeah, I'm gonna have a real life too. I'm gonna be out in these streets too, and it's vice versa. I would have to accept that a woman would still be out here and living her fucking life. Now, you don't get me wrong. You have those women you come across who are 100% faithful. It's, it's women right now who do the whole pen pal shit with niggas in prison and be straight committed to a nigga that's in prison. So I know there's women out there that when they dedicated to a nigga, they dedicated to a nigga. I can't even ask a woman to do no shit like that for me. I don't feel comfortable telling a woman to not even live her life because we having, what, a virtual relationship? Because we talking on the phone? I can't do that. And it's, and it's nothing to do with her. It's a me thing. You know what I say? It's not you, it's me. <laughs> I really mean that shit. It's a me thing. I don't trust enough to think that a woman that I'm talking to thousands of miles away ain't talking to other niggas. Especially if I knew what type of woman you are. If I know you a woman who need niggas to be all up on them, how can I not think you're not fucking with other niggas? So that's why I say the long distance relationships, they expose a lot. You got to be 100% secure within yourself. You got to motherfucking me really trust that person. You know what I'm saying? You really, you really got to be one of the people who don't care, who don't trip off shit they can't control. 
And I'm not that type of nigga. I'll be honest with you. Nigga, I get mad when, it, when, when the weather fucked up. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I, I need to control that shit. But insecurities, they, they, they come up. They be them, little, them small red flags. Little motherfuckers turn to, to skyscraper big ass fucking red flags when you're doing a long relationship, bro. Because everything that's small becomes big. Every little small argument becomes the biggest argument you ever had. Because the, the, the amount of physical uh, communication and contact is so limited that every word is, is being hung on like it, it's, it's the end all be all. And Sometimes I, sometimes I look back at, the, at that, um, that, that relationship opportunity with that woman, and I'm like, damn, bro, could I have done that? Like, what if I would have did this and, you know what I'm saying, it led to, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the happy image that motherfuckers want? What if it led to that? What if it truly led to that, Hatch? Well, or do you, how do you feel about that? And I ask myself that all the time, and, and I think I made the right decision because I know myself. If I, if I was just gullible and, you know what I'm saying, and, you know what I'm saying, just doing it because she wants to do it, I don't think it would have ended the best way for me. Personally, mentally type shit, I try to control, I try to protect my mental health as much as I can, bro, and that would that situation would have drove me fucking crazy because I knew how many niggas wanted her. I knew how many niggas that she was even entertaining partially. Um, and I knew that I wouldn't have been able to, to do anything about this shit thousands of miles away. And, I, and the last thing I'm ever going to do is try to control a woman's life, control what she can and what she can't do. Um, so I felt the best thing for me was just to let that shit live, uh, let that breathe, let her go on about her life. Um, and yeah, sometimes I hate this shit because still, I'm still friends with her on, uh, you know, like the social medias and shit like that. Like I said, the woman is beautiful. She's by far one of the most beautiful women I've ever even you know what I'm saying, associating myself with. But sometimes you got to know what's best for you, man. And that, that even that long distance opportunity type thing, that, that, that brought up a lot of my insecurities, exposed a lot about myself that I didn't even think about. You know what I'm saying? So it made me think about a lot of shit that and I had to realize my certain shit just not for everybody. You know what I mean? So it's a lot that goes into that. <laughs> it's a lot that goes into that, man. Real talk. Um, moving on, man, before we wrap this shit on up, I want to get into the south side of Miami. Niggas probably, what the fuck is he talking about? I've never even been to Miami. <laughs> I'm talking about south side, the music producer, um, and I'm talking about Young Miami, of course, from City Girls. Now, this, this is wild, because news just came out about Young Miami. We all know she's dealing with Young, uh, with P. Diddy, um, and his name being P. Diddy right now is kind of hilarious because news just came out that Young Miami exposed that she liked receiving golden showers. Um, drop that. Nasty bitch. <laughs> um, I'm not a golden shower giver. Damn sure not a golden shower receiver. Um, it's just certain shit that I don't even find attractive. It don't make my dick jump. It don't do nothing for me but make me like disgusted. I'm still getting over Glorilla talking about how, you know what I'm saying, she like nut fries and stuff like that. That 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 took a lot out of me. I'm not gonna lie to you because I really like Glorilla. And I'm so happy she got money now because like they keep finding these old pictures of Glorilla from Facebook and shit was looking rough. 
Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, Glorilla was hurt. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I'm so happy she got some money because I really want to fuck now. It's crazy. I'm <laughs> 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 really trying to fuck Glorilla. It's crazy. But when you get to young Miami, man, and she talking about how she like to get pissed on, I make her wet, you know what I'm saying? She really be trying to get fucked after that. And it's like, I know she was dealing with the South Side nigga, right? If I'm not mistaken, don't they got a baby together or something like that? Yeah, I think they got a baby together, bro. So I, I talked about how how should Michael B. Jordan feel in the last episode. I want to take a time to think about South Side's point of view from this. Because this all ties into the simple fact that when you lose your number one and she become professional slut for another nigga. But how should Southside truly feel about this Young Miami shit? Because Young Miami is a proud side chick to, to P. Diddy. Now, P. Diddy got long fucking money, so that's going to happen with at least 90% of these hoes. But when you in that situation, so where you and this chick probably got, they got a baby together, and she's a proud side chick for a nigga, she's, she's happily being the woman that's having babies had on her by another nigga well, she was just giving you a whole bunch of bullshit for for however long he was with her. She's a proud side chick for this nigga P. Diddy. She's at award shows holding up signs talking about go poppy for P. Diddy. She's getting pissed on by P. Diddy. P. Diddy's having babies on her and she's A-OK with it. She's telling this is the happiest she's ever been in her life. How the fuck should Southside feel? Like, for real, how do you feel when your girl leave you and become a straight slut for a nigga that's littler than you, how do you feel? I've never been in that situation. I've never been in that situation. I'm going to tell you my POV in this situation. Right now, I'm fucking this chick, right? And her baby daddy, like, he, he one of them salty-ass niggas. She'll drop the baby off to that nigga, then come over here. She drive like an hour and a half over here, get fucked. You know what I'm saying? She eat the dick like it's her last meal type shit. Like, that's my life right now. I'm literally fucking the nigga's baby mama right now. And I be thinking to myself, like, how did this nigga feel? Because she gave that nigga a bunch of shit over everything. You think I'm treating her like he's treating her? No. I'm not doing that. And I'm not bragging about it. But I'm not doing that. I'm keeping it real with her. When I hit her up, yo, what's up? You trying to eat this dick? Yes, sir. I ain't never tell her to call me yes, sir. She said yes, sir. How you think that nigga feel? How you think that nigga feel knowing she dropping the baby off to him to come drive her out and have to come get her fucking pussy beat in? That's a lot. That's a lot for a nigga to take in, bro. Wow. <laughs> so think about Southside. Southside, he not Southside. Think about Southside. His chick is literally publicized around the world for fucking P. Diddy and being his side chick. Now she letting the whole fucking world know that this nigga P. Diddy be pee-peeing on her. That's a fucking lie. Nasty bitch. So how should Southside feel? I don't know how that nigga should feel. I don't know how that nigga girl that I'm, that I'm beating her pussy. I don't know how that nigga feel. I think it's a tough way to live. <laughs> I think it's a very fucking tough way to live. We never really, we talk, we crack the jokes about yeah, she a side bitch. She delusional. She this and she that. Okay, all that can be true. But what about the nigga she had the baby with? 
What about the nigga that's literally tied to her for the rest of his life? How does that nigga feel? Do we feel he not pee enough? Do we think he not player enough? Like, what does he feel? Is his ego being fucking destroyed daily? What's really going on with that nigga? Because I can only imagine how I would feel if I'm with a chick, we going through our ups and downs, we eventually break up, and then she go off with another nigga become this totally different person. She become this totally different person who like getting pissed on. She publicizing she like getting pissed on by niggas. She, she, she publicly being the side chick and being happy about it. She had niggas shows holding up signs. She, she doing shit for niggas. She ain't never did for me. I would feel, t- I will be tight. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, it, it, it won't be another Christmas around that motherfucker. I, I'll be tight around this bitch. I ain't gonna lie to you. So I can only imagine what these baby daddy ass niggas be feeling, man, because they baby mamas, they life don't stop once they have them kids with you, my boy. I'm be honest with you. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm currently beating this bitch in. I'm talking about, type shit. Type shit. <laughs> I'm really going to work with this little bitch. You don't think this, this is my baby mama type shit. I'm really swimming in this bitch. But that nigga salty. He's a regular Joe Schmo ass niggas. I can only imagine the South Side thing. That's a lot to, that's a lot to, you know what I'm saying, that have going on in your life, my boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. Um, moving on, man. You know, I always said that, what was this last episode or the episode before that, man? I said I was going to be done talking about the whole blue face shit, man. And I promise you I was. Like, there was so much that was going on these last couple of days that I just wasn't going to talk about on the podcast. I got a homeboy. We talk about, you know, blue face shit. He swore blue face touching hella millions a year. And I just be looking like, bro, there's nothing about Blueface that screams he's touching millions a year. I know he just released the whole OnlyFans shit where he had like $750,000 from OnlyFans, roughly like $38, $39 million a month from OnlyFans. And that's a lot of money, bro. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of fucking money. I would do anything to have $750,000 coming in from one stream of income. But I don't think that it, that, I don't think he, I think Blueface is hurt. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Blueface is hurt. I said on, on episodes ago where I thought Blueface was hurt because the shit he's putting up with, no nigga that's getting money is putting up with the shit that he's putting up with. No, no nigga. It don't make sense. You can't make it make sense. This bitch ain't, Krishan ain't a star like that nigga. She not fucking Natalie Nunn. She not motherfucking me Jocelyn. She not motherfucking me Cardi B or nothing like that. She's not that. So to, to dump your whole career and, and fall into her is the dumbest fucking business move, business move I've ever seen. It only makes sense for a nigga that's hurting. And niggas was talking about the whole OnlyFans shit. Cool, we got that money. But how much money do you think Blueface, Blueface is, uh, is spending? What do you think his expenses is? He's living the life of a rapper. $750,000 is not shit that's going to support him. He still got to support that show. He still got to fucking support her. He's still buying all the jewelry, buying all the monthly cars and shit like that. Cool. I would believe Blueface had money if the news didn't come out that he's been, his house was in uh, pre-foreclosure. You can't tell him that nigga got money when his house is being foreclosed on. You just can't. It don't make sense. As a nigga that pay rent, I know when I, you want to know when I'm broke, when I can't pay rent. When I'm when I'm pulling, when I'm robbing period of PayPal, that's when niggas is broke. I've been in that situation before. 
but I've never reached a level where I wasn't paying for months. That means you broke, my nigga. And everybody, it, shit happens. So I wasn't going to talk about that. But news came out that Krishan Rock is pregnant. Blueface is saying it's not his, saying she fucked about 10 niggas in a year. She's saying she ain't fucked nobody. She's saying it's his. We know how this shit is going, right? I talked about this shit, and I was telling y'all about how Blueface should leave her. And the reason why I was saying that is because you want to get out while you still can. No repercussions, you know what I'm saying? No babies, no marriage, no none of that. You want to get out while you still can when shit is just not good for you. And I didn't want to see this headline. I know people say babies are a blessing and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to come on here and say that uh, this baby going to ruin niggas. I'm not going to say that. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Now I'm recorded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Airwaves type shit. But what I will say is this was not needed. This is going to make an extremely toxic and flammable situation even more toxic and flammable. And the reason why I really was saying this about Blueface because it was reminding me of a situation that I was just in. And it's this woman I was dealing with for years, fam. Like seven, eight years type shit. And we was always into this, you know, this, in, this, in this toxic situation to where we was on and off, on and off. In person, we couldn't stand each other, um, but we made the shit work. And we was apart texting and all that. It just, it was super toxic. But of course, when we got around each other, what did we do? We fucked. That's all we did when we got around each other. We fucked. I let her, that big, giant ass was just clapping on my shit any fucking time we was around each other. But when we was apart, it was fucking World War III through, through text. And it dawned upon me that one day we was chilling and, you know, so of course, niggas, we, we, we fucking raw and stuff like that. And I tell you, I'm paranoid when it comes to becoming a father. And it was something that she knew. And eventually she started to use that. She started to play on that. Like she used to act like she was pregnant and shit like that. Thinking that she was funny. Thinking it was a joke. And I, I didn't appreciate it. And it dawned on me that, yo, this bitch wants a baby by me. Not because I'm lit. Not because, you know what I'm saying, I'm such and such. I wasn't, I was a fucking nobody. I'm still a fucking nobody ass nigga. I was a fucking nobody when this shit was going on. And it wasn't because I was lit. Not because I'm blue faced or nothing like that. Sometimes, but when you're dealing with women, you get to a point to where you know where it's going to stop. You know that, okay, this can't go past a certain level. She didn't understand that. She knew that we weren't good for each other, but she wanted the baby body. It's, 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 it's a weird situation to be in when you're dealing with a woman and you don't want kids, but you definitely don't want one by her, but she wants one by you. Not because she loves you, not because of none of that shit, because she wants a baby by you type shit. And I know it may sound crazy, especially to my lady friends of the show listening. All my male friends of the show who's been in a familiar situation you totally understand what the fuck I'm saying. Because a lot of times, bitches be crazy. And I was trying to go around it without calling her crazy, but she was fucking crazy. And don't get me wrong, it was it, it was something about this crazy-ass bitch that I like. I loved it. Like I said, it was, it, it was more so a sexual thing, but 
she was fucking crazy. And I and I will bypass that shit to get that pussy. Pussy wasn't even the craziest. Like, it wasn't even the craziest pussy I've ever had in my life. Her ass was probably the fattest. That was probably about it. But her pussy wasn't even, it was just something about shorty that I would ignore all the other bullshit. But it really, really, really like, dawned on me that, no, this crazy-ass bitch wants my kid. She She's literally willing to lie and joke and carry on this story about her possibly being pregnant to get me to stop being on the bullshit that I was on with other motherfuckers. Luckily, I got past the shit. Luckily, she wasn't pregnant. Luckily, we didn't even have to go to, you know, steps after that. Luckily, after years of back, of continuing the on and off, I finally was like, fuck this. I got to stop. Because there will be that time where she will be pregnant. And I will be ruined for the rest of my life. Because I tell you, every time my biggest fear is having a baby by the wrong woman. Having a baby by the wrong woman is my biggest fucking fear. And when I see how Krishan Rock is acting, you can't tell me everybody is look, is thinking that baby's going to be okay. You just can't. Nobody believes that baby's going to be okay with them two motherfuckers' parents. Nobody believes that. Nobody. I'm watching the video of Krishan walking through the hospital she cupping her ass. She damn it. She 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 mid twerking and cupping her ass, walking back in the hospital with the doctor to find out if she's pregnant or not. That's what the fuck this nigga possibly having a baby by. He having a baby potentially by a woman who just busts his fucking head up with a bottle. He having a baby potentially allegedly by a woman who just got fucking drug out for a, a, a no jumper interview because she can't shut the fuck up. She can't put a whole a sentence together without fucking slurring her words. That's who niggas is finna have a baby by? Like, this shit be fun and games when niggas is just fucking and doing this and doing that. But when motherfuckers talking about it's a baby in the picture, now you forever tied to this woman. And she's a fucking nutcase. How long do you think she's gonna be lit? Let's be real. How long do you think Krishan Rock is gonna be lit? Come on, man. Come on now. Let's be honest with this shit. How long? Not that fucking long. Reality TV checks are not money, bro. I be trying to tell you, that shit is not money. You get either 1500 to 2500 possibly 5 k So 1500 to 5k an episode. That's not no fucking money, bro. It's just not. Now, for a regular Joe Schmo nigga, you leap at that opportunity. But you're not going to leap with that opportunity to fucking disintegrate anything you could possibly have down in long term for no fucking 5K. So it's a wild situation to be in. It makes me reflect on the, the, the shit I was in with, the, with, a, with a crazy ass woman who wanted my fucking baby, who, 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 who just was the worst person for me in the world, who wasn't positive at all. Like it was the most negative bitch. Not even say, but the most negative woman I know in my work in my life was this one. Nothing good came out of her mouth. We was never happy. The same look that Blueface be having on his face, I had that look on my face. But while we were with it, we was, we was fucking. We was we had chemistry fucking, and I knew she wasn't the right one for me. And when I look at Blueface, he knows that's not the right one for him, bro. He knows it, bro. You can see it in his face, bro. But now you can have a baby by her, bro. 
Allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly because he says it's not his. He says it's not his. But did we, did we really think he was going to be like, yeah, it's my baby? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on, man. Um, I think that's all we got, bro. Let me, I think that's all we got. The no jumper drama. Young Thug here and the perky's calling. Carol Bass's husband being found alive. Long distance uh, relationship disposing a lot about me. Um, the south side of Miami and Blueface in the Bay. Yeah, that's all we got. Bro. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap the podcast up right there. Uh, last episode was a bit shorter than usual. What was it, like 45 minutes or something like that? Uh, it was a slow month for me, a couple of days for news wise. Uh, this was a good one. We, we back to our regularly scheduled program around, around an hour time frame. Um, so I think we can go ahead and end it right there. It's a lot going on this weekend. Um, you got uh, what's the divisional round? You got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jaguars. You got the Giants and the Eagles today. Um, UFC is back. You got um, Davis and Figueredo for, uh, was it four? I guess Brandon Marino. You got fucking uh, uh, Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira for the belt. Uh, who else fight? Shogun Rule is having his last fight. It's a lot of shit going on tonight. It's gonna be, it's, I'm recording this on the Saturday, so it's a lot going on Saturday night. Obviously, you know, you got the uh, the uh, 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 the playoffs for football going on. Yeah, Jaguars and Chiefs play today. Eagles and uh, and Giants. It's going. It should be pretty motherfucking be good. I believe tomorrow is the Cowboys and 49ers. Uh, it should be pretty motherfucking good, bro. Last night we had the uh, the Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Lakers pulled out a nice little victory against the, the Grizzlies. I um, mean, was a lot of shit going on at halftime with the whole Grizzlies versus Shannon Sharp shit. Uh, Shannon Sharp really laid them niggas down. Ran a lot to you. Have y'all seen Shannon Sharp? Have you seen Shannon Sharp? The nigga was built like a fucking Mack truck when he was playing. The nigga, he's even bigger now. Like, that nigga, that's one of the niggas who, like him, Terrell Owens, um, James Harrison, uh, 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 who, uh, now Ray Lewis, he ain't the same. He, he got a little pudgier. But niggas like James Harrison, Shannon Sharp, T.O., well, I just don't get them niggas. Like Shaq. You ever seen Shaq? Like, you think Shaq fat as a motherfucker. Shaq is not fat. There's nothing fat about Shaq. Like, the Shaqs of the world, the Shan Sharps of the world, T.O. I believe that's how LeBron going to be when he retired. Like, he's still just going to be a fucking physical specimen, bro. Like, them niggas is built different, bro. Shan Sharp would have put them niggas down. Like, even when he, if you even look at the video, Steve Adams was the first nigga over there. He didn't want no smoke to realize it was somebody holding him back type shit. That's how big Shannon Sharp is, bro. Uh, but to th- he, had, he had LeBron back on some shit. Uh, Lakers pulled out a nice little W. Uh, so it, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good sports weekend. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, so I'm definitely happy that we wrapped the podcast up. Um, got this shit out. I'm going to add this for you guys. I still got to put the visual out for um, episode 116. So I'm going to go ahead and do that as soon as I end this recording. Uh, put the visual out for you guys for episode 116. Uh, remember, we record two episodes a week now. Uh, episodes come out on audio, on audio, uh, audio Mac, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all the uh, digital platforms for audio uh, podcasts. We release those on Thursdays and Sundays. We record on Wednesdays. We record on Saturdays. And we pump those episodes out for you guys on Thursdays and motherfucking be Sundays. Um, the visuals come out for on Fridays and Mondays. Uh, obviously, we missed this part this Friday just because 
Uh, my, I had some technical difficulties, but my shit was dead, and I couldn't get it on to get the details out for the visual episode. So I'm going to go ahead and put that out for you guys as soon as I get through with this. Uh, we're going to make sure we get the clips out for TikTok. I'll keep building that play, uh, that that page up. Uh, I, these last couple of days, we took a I took a break on uh, releasing clips and stuff like that, just because I feel like that shit was more um, that shit more stressful than actually creating the content in itself. We were trying to go through and pick certain clips to put out there for the people, um, edit that shit, chop that shit up. That shit be more stressful than people actually think it is. Um, so I took a couple of days off from doing that. But we're going to get back to that, pumping these clips out from all these episodes. That was the main point of doing two episodes a week so we can pump out as much content as we can on all these social platforms to help build the platform up. Um, so Thursdays and Sundays, man, new episodes drop every Thursday and every motherfucking Sunday. The visuals come out every Friday and every Monday. And we're going to keep this shit rocking, man. Um, I think that's all we motherfucking need got, man. Let's get the fuck up out of here. Where's my fucking theme music? Not that. There we go. <laughs> um, you know how I give it up on this side, man. It's all one of these ways. Never let them stop tricking with bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And I had a shot this week to be out this motherfucker. Hey, man, I just thought about something. When it comes to this podcast shit, name a nigga better than me, bro. Hey, honestly. Hey, don't, 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 don't hold back because it's me. If you want to keep it real with your boy, name a nigga that's better than me. I, I can't, I'll be hard pressed to find one. If you can find one nigga that's better than me, send them, my, send them their motherfucking name and my DMs, and I'm going to reach out to that nigga, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn some game because I don't think niggas is really fucking with me, man. We 117 episodes into greatness right now. I ain't, I ain't got a bad episode yet. You know what I'm saying? Let me pop my shit. Let me pop my shit. Wow. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing with y'all, man. Let's keep this empire brick by motherfucking brick. Um, stay humble. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep doing what the fuck we do. We're going to keep slow grinding this shit all the way to the motherfucking top. Um, and we're going to keep, you know what I'm saying, expanding, bro. Like I said, magazine features is hitting me up every week now. Let's keep doing this shit, man. You know how the fuck I give it up, man. I'll try this episode. We out this bitch. Welcome to Hurrah! Yes! Oh, gee! Hatch, right, man, you know the fuck that is, nigga. We're playing with me, man.